Harry Potter, the boy who lived, come to die. And welcome everyone to the Watch Athlete Podcast. Today, Raj and I are here to talk about our spoiler-free and spoiler review of The Secrets of Dumbledore. Now, you may be asking, where are the other three people? And I'll tell you, they were invited to the movies. They bought tickets, but then they didn't show up. So you know what? You're stuck with me, who's a big Harry Potter fanboy, and I got my Slytherin scarf on here. And you're stuck with Raj, who knows Harry Potter, but not to the extent of other people, but you know what? We're going to make the best of what we got. We got our wand sitting over here. We're ready to go. I got this Death Eater wand that Jacob gave me. I got a little the bit Severus ago. Snape wand. <laughs> and we're out here. Listen, I left my wands at home. I didn't bring them with me to college, but you know, we got this one here. We got the scarf. We're ready to go. So I think the way we're going to break this down is we're going to first start with giving our spoiler free thoughts, just thoughts on the movie in general. Um, nothing giving it away. So if you haven't seen the movie and really don't want things spoiled, you can listen. We will give you a big warning before we head over into a spoiler review and we will obviously cut anything out if it's too revealing but i think general first impressions raj what is your impression leaving the theater in a non-spoiler way so i mean like we kept seeing the critic reviews and they're like yeah this movie's like what it's like a three out of ten or something like that yeah they're pretty mid reviews yeah like they gave like they kind of body the movie with the reviews and everything and personally i didn't think it was that bad of a movie like it well i say it's the best thing harry potter has made no but it's not the worst. Like, it's not as bad as uh, Crimes Against Grindelwald. Like, it was a solid movie. And, like, in my opinion, I told Justin this as we were leaving. I'm like, it's a solid, like, kind of, like, filler movie in the five-movie series. Like, yeah, like, basically what you get out of it is, like, it's kind of like a filler, but it's still an enjoyable watch. Yeah, I mean, I think, absolutely, you... I, I would disagree a little bit on the filler comment, but for the most part, the movie is entertaining. You see a lot of familiar faces that you want to spend time around. Like, obviously, it, the, the movie's about Dumbledore. So, like, you see a ton of Jude Law who does a great job. I think Mads Mikkelsen, like, the Johnny Depp-Mads Mikkelsen transition was really something that people were worrying about. But I think Mads Mikkelsen killed his role, and I'm not spoiling anything here. I think he does a better job than Johnny Depp because you believe his character more, and we'll talk about that in our spoiler review a little bit more. But the movie's enjoyable. Was the pacing maybe a little bit fast at points? Yes. Was storylines underdeveloped sure but if you are if you are a big harry potter fan you're gonna have a great time going to the theater to see this movie i think it is better than crimes and grindelwald and i, I don't think it's better than fantastic Beasts, the first one um for many reasons but i mean go watch it especially if you like the series and if you haven't gotten into the last couple of harry potter movies fantastic Beasts, crimes of grindelwald and now secrets of dumbledore go see them especially if you like like the original harry potters or even if you don't like go, go get involved they're they're good entertaining movies there's this movie is way more funny than Crimes of Grindelwald. There were times I was like audibly like laughing. So I think I think it's funny. I think there's yeah. good there's decent action scenes, um, big reveals. I don't. I think it's an enjoyable film. Like, again, it's not gonna not gonna win any Grammys or whatever. It's not gonna win any awards. <laughs> Grammys is for music, bud. Oh, Grammys is for music. Okay, it's, it's not gonna win any Oscars. It's an Oscar. <laughs> I Keep my wife's name out your mouth. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not gonna win any Oscars. It's like it's not that quality but it, it is good and um that's as much as i can say and that was a quick two minute <laughs> synopsis of our spoiler free review but i do think we want to get into spoilers so for everyone listening right now we are moving to a spoiler review everything said from now onward could contain spoilers for the movie so if you have not seen it and you want to go see it before you listen to this please like 
Don't tell us we spoiled it. We've given you plenty of warnings. And we this is your final warning. <laughs> Do not go past this point, because after this point, we will be spoiling a plenty of spoilers. And if you're not a Harry Potter fan and don't care about getting the movie spoiled, please stay. But if you're a Harry Potter fan and don't want the movie spoiled, exit out of Spotify, Apple Music, or YouTube, or whatever you're listening to this on. Thank you, and we will continue. Excellent. I think we got the message clear. <laughs> so now we are moving to our spoiler review. And by spoiler review, I mean we're just going to freely talk about things that happened, things that bothered us. So I think, where do we want to start with? The good, the bad, ugly, middle? Like, where do we want to start with this? I think we should start with the beginning, honestly. Like, I mean, personally for me, like, that beginning scene, I, in all honesty, I should have rewatched Crimes of Grindelwald because when I first saw the intro scene, I was like, I do not remember any of this happening because like i was like i remember sitting there i was super confused and i even asked you questions i was like wait when did all this happen yeah i mean the first first right off the bat like they start talking about the blood pact right um and i'm again spoiler spoiler review dumbledore sitting down with grindelwald in a tea shop or a restaurant or whatever and they are talking about like so you are thrown instantly into it and i think part of it is because they are trying to fix the mads mickles and the johnny depp they're trying to just like to get you into uh, Mads Mikkelsen's Grindelwald, which is vastly different. It's a very, like, brought-down-to-earth guy. And just speaking on that for a moment, he's not as crazy-looking or crazy-acting as Johnny Depp's Grindelwald is. Now, I think Johnny Depp's Grindelwald is very good, but I think you need to you need to convince the audience that Dumbledore once loved this guy. And I don't see a world in which Dumbledore would have loved the Johnny Depp Grindelwald because he literally looks crazy. And he acts crazy, and he does crazy things, but Mads Mikkelsen's Grindelwald is very much more like, he's a normal fella, he looks very normal, he acts pretty normal, but he has this really dark side. And they, they, they do show that throughout the movie, and I think they reestablish it because of the actor switch. But no, right off the bat, they start talking about the blood pact, so if you did not watch Crimes of Grindelwald, you're toast. Now, I don't think it's a flaw, like, I don't think it's a flaw with the movie, like, they expect that you're watching that, but it is a... If you're going to go into the theater being like, oh, I haven't seen Crimes in Grindelwald. Like, I watched Crimes in Grindelwald with my girlfriend, like, a week before we went and saw. So, like, I had everything right on the top of my head. I've read all the books. Like, I, I know the characters very well, so I knew what was going on. But if you didn't, you'll be confused. Um, so, I think, yeah, right off the bat, you're at the diner scene. And you just see, like, the power this blood pact holds. You got Dumbledore and Grindelwald, who both want this blood pact gone so they can, like, fight each other. Actually, I don't really know if Grindelwald wants it gone because he's going to get his ass kicked. But, um... Dumbledore wants it gone, but they can't do anything. They're sitting down at the coffee shop just talking, and you kind of see the derangement of Grindelwald because he's like, not like Dumbledore's like, dude, you've gone crazy, and it's just mm-hmm. he hasn't. So I think that opening scene was good. My hair keeps falling down over here. Um, I yeah, opening scene. I know, I know, I know. Maybe I'll just like flip around real quick. <laughs> well, he does that. I mean, like the one thing I I personally this, did not know they switched the actor. Like, I had no clue they switched from Johnny Depp to... What's the new actor's name? Uh, Matt Sickleson. Yeah, I had no clue they switched. And, like, uh, for if whoever's on YouTube, that weird scene behind me right now. Looks like I have four arms, but... Basically, like, I had no clue they switched the actor. And, honestly, I, re- I, I still thought it was the same actor at first. And I was like, hey, what happened to his hair? And what happened to him crazy, going, looking crazy? And I was like, actually, I really like the way they, like, changed him. He looks, like, normal. Like, you know, like, I mean... Normal is like a relative word for how kind of crazy he gets throughout the movie, but 
I really, I really like the actor change, honestly, and like it, it changed the mood of the movie too. Mm-hmm. And they do spend time focusing on that. I think they have the scene where um, they're chasing this, the chillin', which is um, something that's supposed to sh- look into your soul and really like know, like know truly if you are a good person or a bad person. And Grindelwald just outright slices its throat, like in cold blood. And like maybe they would have had that with Grindel, like. Um, Johnny Depp's Grindelwald, but they needed to do it with Matt Mickelson to show you this guy might look a little bit more normal, but he is still, like, cold-blooded and, and it's lethal. And for that, they did a great job. Um, I can't... I wish I saw the movie a second time because I can't, like, go through each part of the movie. Um, but I think... Hey, actually, hmm, where do we want... Good or bad? <laughs> where do I want to start? Um, I think Kinda, we'll start... I think we'll start with the bad. Yeah, um, bad. We'll start with bad. Um... And by bad, I mean things that I could point out. I don't. I didn't leave the theater going. This really bothered me, but it is an issue with the movie. And the number one thing I can think of is pacing. The movie moves really fast, and I think, and you can give me all the reasons for why it moves fast, like why they need to move the story fast. But at the end of the day, the movie moves fast, and that's a problem. They go from. I mean, if you look at the trailer and look at those bits, like they're on the train, which is where. The trailer has um, Jacob getting his wand, and they get to that pretty early on, and then you kind of were left with a lot of the movie. The movie's long, so it's not like it's a, like a short movie. Um, I think it's long. It's, a, um, it's pretty. It felt long. Um, it feels like a long movie, and then you're you move through it very quickly because they have so much stuff they need to get in, and it's very jumpy. They jump from point to point to point. Now again. That's kind of the point. Like, our characters are in different places, but you don't, like, you're constantly apparating to one place, constantly traveling to one place, and you're in very different settings. I mean, we're in Germany for part of it. We're in, I mean, they're in, Aust- they're in Austria for one point of it. They're, we're in Brit- Berlin. Not Berlin. Berlin is Germany. Um, we're in um, Britain for a little bit of it. And we're also in America, so you're very, you're going to very different places. And Newt is somewhere in the middle of a forest when we first see him, so they're all somewhere. Um, and yeah, so I think the pacing is an issue. Raj, what do you think about the pacing? Yeah, like honestly, like I'm not like the most avid Harry Potter fan as Justin is, but like I I know like I read the books, I've watched the movies, and I w- did watch uh, both the first Fantastic Beast movies, and I was sitting there, and even I was confused for a little bit. I was like, what is going on? And then as everything like starts processing, I start figuring out by remembering what happened in the last movie. It's already on a whole brand new thing, and like with what Justin was saying, how they would apparate like to different places, like. It, it was super fast like they're at one point when they're in berlin then they teleport back somewhere else and i'm just like what and mm-hmm. like for people who aren't like big avid harry potter fans like they'd probably just be saying they're like like what is going on and it, i mean granted i mean the movie started out with like us not knowing where newt was at all but i mean that scene itself i was still confused i'm like why are they killing the chillin's mom and wait there's two of them and what's mm-hmm. the whole point behind this animal? They did explain it later on, but, like, I don't know. I felt kind of lost for the first, like, few, 10, 20 minutes. But eventually it all, like, came back to me, like, halfway through the movie. I'm like, okay, this all makes sense now. Yep. And, and it picks off kind of where we left off. Um, they're just credences with Grindelwald. And, it, I mean, it's a little bit time later, but, um, like, Newt's just out there doing his thing. And Newt is getting the chillin', which is Dumbledore sent him on this task. So it's not like... 
Newt is just out here, like, looking for the chillin', and they like, oh, <laughs> it happens. Like, no, Newt was on a quest, and you see instantly the stakes of the movie. Like, one of the chill the chillin' mom dies. Newt gets stunned. Um, he's sprawled out. I mean, Credence could have easily killed him at that point in time, but he just, like, didn't kill him. I mean, not like it was, like, bent over with him with his wand, but he just, like, he took the chillin' and left, but if, if he was ruthless, he could have easily just taken his life. Um, and they were lucky that there was twins. And, I mean, that's part of, like, it's a little bit of a plot convenience, but, I mean, I believe it. Like, litters usually have, like, m- multiple kids. So I'm like, I could, I could believe that there's twins. But, um, and it's cool, and I think kind of i don't want to talk about the good yet we'll we'll stick on the bad um i think if you were looking for blockbuster reveals this was not the movie for you if you spent a lot of time and i i try not to theorize i I always say this with marvel movies that i hate when people like try to uh like try to like guess what's going to happen and like oh yeah i knew it, it just ruins it for everyone and i did that to myself a little bit now i wasn't disappointed but there was a part of me that was a little bit like that was a little bit epic than I thought. And I think the biggest reveal is who Credence's dad is. And this is a whole big deal. I had a crazy, not crazy, I mean, other people would come up with it. I just had kind of conformed to the theory. I'm not going to complain. I'm like a mastermind. But my, my thought was that Dumbledore had found a way to use a Philosopher's Stone on Ariana's, his sister's, Obscurus, to give it a new body. And it happened to be a baby boy in Credence. And, um... And went over to America to get away from Dumbledore, because that's what Dumbledore does. He pushes people away. Um, he did it to Harry. He um, he did it to Credence. He did it to his brother. And they talk about it in the movie. Yeah, he pushes people away. Um, and I thought that they were going to use Philosopher's Stone, and I thought it was going to be Dumbledore's sister. Um, Dumbledore's sister now turned brother. And that's not what happened at all. Aberforth just had an affair with a woman, and she left away, and that, that's a son. Now, does it make a ton of sense? Yeah, the, the Phoenix came to them. And everything but i think if you were like oh, what is this big way they're going to be related it's like no I'm like they just had they just had a kid and the kid got pushed away and, that, and that's what happened yeah i mean granted i was a little confused about that because when you, i remember you were explaining your theory to me i'm like huh like i was a little confused because i mean granted that theory kind of did seem a little like okay that's a little crazy but well, I mean, the, it, the deciding factor is Ariana. I don't know what in language it means, but Ariana mm-hmm. translates to another language to silver, and Aurelius cha- translates to gold. And the second power of the Sorcerer's Stone is to change other metals into gold. <laughs> That's okay. what sold me. It makes sense, but that still seems like a stretch. Also, is J.K. I mean, yeah, J.K. Rowling could do something like that. But also, it ex- <laughs> yeah. Again, this is a theory, and this, I, I'm not. I first heard it on Super Carlin Bros. I love their channel, so if you guys have, are listening, uh, even though we're way smaller than them, I'll shout them out because I love them. Um, but they had come up with a theory, and yeah, I mean, it was it's out there. But also, like, why does Dumbledore know Nicholas Flamel? He's an alchemist. Like, what is Nicholas Flamel known for? The Sorcerer's Stone. So I was like, hmm, that's interesting that Dumbledore would want to work with Nicholas Flamel, considering he doesn't not really an alchemist, Dumbledore. Okay, the more you talk about it, the more you're selling me on it. Yeah, I, like, it, it, it would have made sense. But if that had happened, I would have been like, that's cool. But also, it may, like, you can't be disappointed with the outcome because it makes sense. Like, mm. simply, like, you saw the girl on the boat. Like, why was why was Credence going over to America? 
because Aberforth's girlfriend or whoever it was at the time wanted to get as far away from him as possible. That makes a ton of sense. Like, how do I get away from this issue? I like I I, I go to America. Aberforth doesn't follow them. That's why the kid is pushed away, and kid gets swapped at sea. Mom dies, gets put into foster care. Like, it all lines up well. You can't poke holes in it. You can be disappointed that this big reveal about who he is is there, but that's just how it's gonna be. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I think the reveal is a little bit there. I thought other things were gonna happen as well. I thought there was gonna be a big reveal about where Tina was because she wasn't in the movie. Now I think yeah. I think the actress could not be present for filming for some of it, so that could have been a reason why she wasn't there. But I had like thought that maybe she would be bunty newt's assistant in in disguise kind of to like not be a uh like to not give her presence away as an or that didn't happen and whatnot but again it makes sense why bunty's there like she's just helping the cause i think it's a little bit underdeveloped and it's kind of goes into another bad and that a lot of a lot of plot lines are underdeveloped like we don't know much about bunty but we probably should especially after what happened in this movie like she doesn't do anything particularly cool, but she is very trusted in the role she is given in this movie. And it's like, but why? Does she have any exceptional magical abilities? Because there's no, like, there's a lot of fighting in this movie. So what about if Bunty got into a fight? Like, would she be able to, like, kick ass or? Yeah, like, I, that's the one thing. I was super confused. I'm like, where the hell is Tina at? I'm like, I, I had no clue about the actors or anything before coming into this movie. I was just like, they showed maybe, like, two to three scenes with her and i'm like they just basically killed off her character just like didn't really put her in the movie i'm like i mean the movie did lack with newt's relationship with her like it just didn't show it at all besides Mm -hmm. the like the end i'm like you know what i'm just gonna figure this out later they she's probably not in it for some other reason but then is it just mirror was there something weird between bunty and newt no there is so bunty uh, from all um other accounts really likes new like okay. in the first fantastic piece movie is she in the first one i can't remember but she one is of the, whatever one she's in um she's like super like okay new what can i do and newt's like gonna go um d- help fix the, the kelpie in the water and um bunty is like you could t- are you aren't you gonna take off your shirt um like she says that and then um newt's like oh you can go home bunty and bunty's like i'm not going home and whatnot so like there's a like there's a weird dynamic there um but like they don't i don't think it's reciprocated from newt because the whole time newt has tina's picture in the suitcase and Mm -hmm. do i think the movie lacks a little bit because tina's not there yes but i was more i more noticed it because i was trying to figure out where like what tina was how tina was gonna show up but if i had just watched the movie and was like someone told me hey tina's not gonna show up i don't think i would have missed her it was more just that i was like I think this is going to be Tina. Like, Tina's going to show up in this type of way, and she didn't. Um, and then also, yeah. N- Nagini's character also, I think, had an issue with being able to meet the filming, so she didn't show up at all, which is probably, I would say, pretty big for Credence, but it makes a lot of sense now with what we know, that Credence, like, obviously goes back with Aberforth, and they're probably going to try to fi- find a way to heal him. And it would make sense that Nagini would come in now, being someone who, like, used to confide in credence and being like okay you found your way you're safe now i can come be with you um so we'll see where we'll see where that goes so i mean the thing with that like 
going back to like the whole new Bunty and Tina thing, like the throughout the entire last scene, like I was expecting Tina to make some big reveal. Like when Bunty was the one who gave the suitcase, I was like, I I thought that was Tina for the at longest. that mo- at that moment. I completely was like, that's that's Tina. Like it's the Polyjuice potion wore not wore wore off. Like I thought it was her. Wait, what potion? Polyjuice. It turned like you use someone. Oh oh, Polyjuice. I yeah. I heard apology. And I'm like, what oh no, is that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was like, no way, it's been her the whole time, but, like, it, it just wasn't. I'm like, well, what is she doing? Like, I get, like, yeah, she's the head order now, and, like, she's probably busy, but, like, she definitely had to have some role, especially with the plot of the movie, where, like, they had to, like, make so many different scenarios that it clouded uh, Grindelwald's vision. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely, and they did the thing they did in Avengers Endgame, or just, event, yeah, Avengers Endgame, where they go, Captain Marvel, where have you been all this time? And she's like, there's a lot of other planets that need my help. And that's what they do They do here. They say, hey, Tina's the head order at, um, over in America. Like, she can't come. And it's like, I think this would require Tina's help. But, like, I'll, I'll buy it and just not worry about it. So, like, I think if you're going on, like, a can I watch, um, does this movie make sense, like, logistically? Like, like that? No. Like, it, does make, it makes zero sense why Tina wouldn't be there. Like, she's been in the other two movies and whatnot but you, you got to get over it and especially if you're just trying to enjoy it, if you're not trying to nitpick mm-hmm. um but it is a downfall i wish i had saltina in it um so you see her a little bit at the end in the scene is cute um yeah that, like that their relationship's the one thing i miss because it's like it's like that kind of like awkward like two yep. people who aren't really social like i like in the first two movies when it's there i'm like oh ha, that's kind of like you know fun to see yep. and then it was just missing in this and i'm like you gotta be kidding me you le- wait until the end scene where it's like most convenient to like do this and i'm like you could have done this so many other times or had other big reveals but mm-hmm. whatever it's just the way it went yeah and i mean just going over to the good, Eddie Red Redmayne, who plays, um, I think that's how you pronounce the name, Eddie Redmayne, Red, Redmayne, whoever plays Newt, dude is fantastic. Like, Newt's character in every scene kills it. it he is serious, quirky, awkward. It is a blast to see, yeah. And we'll talk about the good, <laughs> but um, just <laughs> everything he does is awesome. He plays so many different roles. I think Dumbledore's actor, Jude Law, is also fantastic i mean i think the acting in the movie is great in general like and i guess do we have anything else we want to talk about the bad I'm trying to think i mean besides pacing and like the lack of tina i mean mm-hmm. i don't really see anything else that was like too controversial or bad with what, the movie yeah i mean either. i think i mean i think pacing is an overarching theme for the movie right mm-hmm. like if you have bad pacing there's a lot of other things that branch off from it again like under development of your characters but I'm fine with it. another character underdeveloped. We might as well talk about it. Is and I, I think it's Professor Ilmori. She's the woman yes. um, who teaches over in America. She te- I think she teaches America um, charms. And part of it was I didn't know her name well because I didn't. We didn't have a closed caption on in our theater, obviously. Um, and then I watch a lot of things on closed caption, and you just can't make out like the spelling. And then it's like obviously it's a different like language or a different like blend of syllables. So like. I think it's Illamori, maybe. Don't know. Charms Professor from America, I think. Um, like, you don't know much about her. And I think her character's cool. But, like, again, I'm sitting here like, I don't really know where she's from. I don't know who she is. I don't know how to say her name. But she Wait, got a lot of uh, screen time. Was this the professor that, like, you know, the um, the one that was with them with the book? Yes. Are you talking about her? It's, it's pronounced you 
Ulawi. Ulawi, Professor Ulawi. Okay, that would make sense. Ulawi. I think Ilmori might be the American school. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, like, they didn't really put any background to her. Like, I see her, I'm like, are we supposed to know who she is? Is she, like, a descendant of, like, someone from the, like, original series? Like, I was like, who is this? Yeah, you don't know who it is. They don't, like, really explain it well. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, okay. they, ex- they so explained the... Uh, it's... Okay, this makes sense. And now that I'm now that I'm reading the wiki, um, it makes sense. Or HarryPotterFandom.com, Harry Potter wiki. Um, it's Ulally Hicks, um, ah. and they call her Lally. And then she was American witch, charms professor at Ilvermore. Yeah, Ilvermore is a school name. I should have known that. Um, so, I think she's really cool. But um, I think she has a cool relationship with Newt and whatnot. But yes, underdeveloped. You don't know much about her. She's kind of. I hope she comes back. I like. I really did enjoy what she brought to the screen, but again, under development. Um, yeah, and then so I think. Yeah, good. And then the last thing is uh, what is it? Lita, Lita, Lita Lestrange, right? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's her brother who was also with them, right? Uh, Theseus. Yeah. No, no Theseus no, not, is not Theseus. Uh, her her brother Lita's. Uh, the guy who like um, oh Yusuf Kama. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. The, was he in the last movie? Yeah, he was. Okay. Um, Yusef Kama's thing is he's the last of his pure bloodline, so you presume that he is low, he's younger, he's younger than Lita, mm-hmm. which, again, doesn't make sense by, like, how they look, but whatever. Um, <laughs> wait, no, I don't think he's younger than Lita. Yeah, what, I, whatever I, the case is, he says he's the last of his pure bloodline, which, again, he calls Lita his sister, but, like, he's, Lita's his half-sister. Not his full sister. Uh, um, they they keep calling it that, and I get why. But they are half sis- they they are half siblings because Yusef's dad. No, 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 Lestrange's dad took like bewitched Kama's mom to have a kid, and that kid was Corvus Lestrange, who died at sea. Um, so pretty much the dad. So, sorry, Kama's, this train of thought is wild, everyone listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, Kama's dad sought revenge on the Lestranges for, um, for, like, taking his mom away. So, Kama was instructed pretty much by his dad to kill the last pure blood of the Lestrange line, which he thought that Credence was Corvus. So he was like, I will kill Corvus because it is what my dad has told me to do because he took my mom away. And then, and then when he, that's why he was the whole time he kept calling him Corvus in the, in the Crime of the Grindelwald. And it was like, that's when Lita was finally like, that's not Corvus. But again, I don't think he wants to, he doesn't want to kill Lita. I think he does want to kill Lita in a sense, but also Lita would theoretically remarry and changed last names. Now, it's still the bloodline, but Lita also explains in her family tree that the women are flowers and the men get pictures. So, like, it's not as big of a deal for Lita to be killed as Corvus would be, but again, Corvus died at sea. So now I think Kama just, like, got into the fold because, again, he doesn't want Krim- Grindelwald to, like, um, get there. But again, he's again he's underdeveloped because you're like, okay, cool, I know why this, what this guy's motives were in Crimes and Grindelwald, even though they're super confusing, and, like, me saying it out loud, I'm, like, piecing together things that I know about it well. Um, but yeah, so, Kama is another character that's underdeveloped. Um, they kind of plant him in there as, like, a spy, 
but you kind of don't know how he like got around it yeah like, like how he i have no clue how he pulled it off because like he got his memory erased to lita and then still like i i have no clue how he pulled it off without grindelwald realizing oh wait i'm about to get stabbed in the back by this dude who could see like the future i think it was because i mean common's probably pretty powerful so you could maybe block it a little bit maybe he's like like good at legit legit legitimate um but i also think it was like he did come there with a good sense of um like he did go to grindelwald with the truth being that he was sad about his sister's loss his sister's death so then you kind of get closer a little bit and he's like he races he takes his memory away but then i think at that point like he was kind of more like cool tom was fine like yeah because they were just like that was like the reason why but they didn't look deeper maybe mm -hmm. um i would like to see that explain a little bit more but again, a little bit of underdevelopment there um so part of me think i think did queenie lie in that scene in the beginning she was like queenie can you read them i feel like she lied oh yeah queenie was definitely like a double agent yeah. the whole entire time um and it was kind of cool i think it was kind of a good like you sometimes felt on edge about her and like she does piss me off in a sense like make a decision but like she kind of play she is very much like i am helping grindelwald because i need to right now so i don't die but like i secretly know i made the wrong decision i want to get back to jacob um mm -hmm. and yeah so i think unless we have anything else i no, think we that's will all get the bad yeah i think it's bad um yeah from a movie standpoint like filmmaking there are big issues but i think as a harry potter movie and just Solid. a fun film in general it's very fun and that's why i want to talk about the good and interesting bits and i think the first part is i think it's funny right Grab i think walk. the movie is very funny and now what raj is doing is like is by far the funniest part of the movie because like like it's a very tense moment but you see newt get up in his like little crab position like this can't put my arms out because it'll be out of frame and he just does this, and he's swirling, it's the hip move, it's not even the hands, it's the hips, it's the hips. and his interaction with Theseus, Theseus is like, what the, and Newt is like, you need to swivel your hips, and Theseus is like, no, and they almost die, and then Theseus is like, okay, okay, and he's like moving in the hips, because he's imitating these crabs, and it's, it's so funny, um, love that, and there's scene. other, and there's other funny moments in the movie where you're, you, you laugh, um, like they have the Dumbledore saying three points to Hufflepuff, um, I think it might be five points. Um, five. He says that to yeah, five points to Hufflepuff. And it's, it's like just a very looking quick... like it's like I got kicked out. What? Yeah, yeah. And so like it's just these very like funny things they say um, throughout the course of the movie. So I I think it's pretty funny. Um, Jacob is hilarious as always um, in it, which is just refreshing. Um, and I also think kind of goes along by funny, but I, I appreciated all the callbacks like to the other movies there's a scene where jacob touches his neck because he's like kind of thinking he's dreaming a little bit but it's a callback to when he got bit on the neck by newt's animal and was like like the first time they met like when he first stole the case and then he was like it started this whole magic thing like that's why he felt the side of his neck and I, I, I can't call them all out here but there was just like these little things where i was like this happened in another movie mm -hmm. like this is why it like this is it's coming back now and it's cool to see um so i appreciated all of that i mean i wish i had some of the more humor on hands because it was i thought the movie was quite funny yeah i'm trying to remember some other funny moments because there's like i mean the ending with the whole wedding thing and like 
new just going like trying to read his best man speech i thought that was a pretty good bit yeah like you know good good a cheerful ending and then I'm trying to think besides the crab walk there was um i mean the crab walk like it happens in the middle of the movie and you can't help but just like laugh smile it's like, it's like so a tense moment and then you see newt going let's go theseus mm-hmm and I think I thought what was a good thing, and I know some people have issues, is they feel like these movies are Harry Potter, and we have to throw some magical beasts in there. But I like the way they're incorporated into this movie. I think they were incorporated a little bit rougher in *A Crimes of Grindelwald*, but I like the way they were incorporated in this movie. I totally buy that there are scorpions in that dungeon, and that Newt knows how to get around them. I completely buy yeah. that this chillin, who's a mad, they're magical creatures. Of course, they're gonna have weird abilities. I totally buy that they would have used this animal to like pick leaders back in the day. Like that's what people did all the time back in the day. They like looked up to like God and like look up to these other figures to make the decision for them. So like, it makes sense that they would use the chillin. Um, Pickett is Newt's little like branch dude. Um, I used to know the name of the species. I forgot the name of the species. But, um, are there a Bronwickle, something like that? Um, I wouldn't know. Bowtrickle. Bowtrickle? That sounds right. Um, I think it's a Bowtrickle. And, um, like, he's with him all the time, but, like, it makes sense. Like, he, that's what he does, and I I think the animals are cool. You have, you have Pickett and Teddy. Teddy's a Niffler. They get their own little, like, escape arc, which is, like, really cool, because, like, you see that, like, Teddy is, like, cannot resist the gold. He's about, there's that, a scene, scene where he's, like, jumping to go, um... It looks like he's, he's about ju- to go save him. Yeah, he's about to go save Pickett, who's gonna fall and hit the ground. And he reaches for the gold coin to stuff it in his pouch. And it's hilarious, because you're like, this is a super dramatic scene. And you know the whole time, you're like, those are gold coins. Like, he's gonna go get those. Yeah, I really like that scene too. Like, it, it was nice to give them their own escape arc, and like, you like cut, you hear Newt like give the signal, and it just cuts to uh, whatever the name of the mole animal creature thing is. It's just pulling at the tie, and like, I mean, when he, when he was giving out all this stuff in the train, I had a feeling that tie was like probably a poor key. Like, it would make sense. Like, I I, I was like, okay, that tie has some importance. It'll come back later. Mm-hmm. And then you see him pulling it off. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna teleport them. It's gotta. Yep. But, like, when he was pulling on the tie, I was just like, dude, this dude is so screwed for what's about to come. Like, you can just mm-hmm. tell, like, and then he got what he what he deserved when, you know, his little firefly just went dead. Mm-hmm. So, like, that whole, like, arc was pretty funny to watch. Yeah. I really enjoyed, I, there are some rough parts about it, but I really enjoyed the fact that, like, the plot of them is revolving around not knowing what's going to happen because Grindelwald could, ma- could see the future. And I think that is really cool. They are being so entirely vague about their plans. They're like it throws us off. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know who had the case. You could have convinced me all the people would have had the case because I could get an argument for why Jacob would have the case. They just called him very pure of heart. Of course, you wouldn't expect the Muggle to hold the case to the chillin. I could have seen him holding the case. I could see Newt holding the case because it's Newt's case. Theseus is a Auror. The Charms Professor's badass. Like I like Bunty. Like, I bunted a little bit weird to hold the case, but she's also Newt's assistant and held the case the entire movie. So, like, during that scene, I didn't know who had it. Exactly. Um, I was, like, I was making, like, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, they gotta have it given to, like, Theseus or someone who knows how to defend it because, like, if, if you give it to, like, uh, Newt's not the best duelist, in my opinion. 
So like, he's still powerful. Though. You still see, so, you do see some scenes, and especially in the first Fantastic Beast, yes. and even in this one, where you're like, he know like legit magic, and I think, and I, we'll go into that in a second. Mm-hmm. Keep going. So like, yeah, like new. I I feel his brother. It's he's an he's the head or of the British Ministry. Like, obviously, he probably is more powerful than new. My, in my head, I was like, okay, they probably gave it to him knowing, like, he will put his life on the line and can defend it the whole time. But then, like, I slowly see all the suitcases just going away. I'm like, I, I honestly forgot about Bunty, too. I was yeah. like, where did she go? Yeah. And you see for a moment, it's really cool, where they lose. And everyone thinks they lose. Like, they, like it's not like everyone's like, don't worry, Bunty's got this. Like, when Newt's case goes away, they pretty much thought they lost and that Grindelwald had taken over. And you see Bunty makes her way up. And I think it's really cool because you see everyone's like shooting up like, yeah, let's go Grindel. And they're putting the sign up there, like the, his sign up there for Minister of Magic. And then you, the chillin comes out and you're like, uh oh. And you see as soon as Santos is um, nominated or get, gets Minister of Magic, all the yellow flies up. People are not supporting Grindelwald. Like when Grindelwald got it, there was some green going up, but there's also some red and yellow. And as soon as Santos gets it, you see pure yellow going up. People are running away. And Grindelwald kind of, I think this is where Grindelwald knows he's lost. Like, I think the next two movies are very heavily going to be in in the hero's direction. They're not going to, they're not, like, these first two movies are kind of like, oh, man, the heroes are really catching up to, like, Credence and Grindelwald. Like, they're, they're one step behind like great graves who's who grindelwald is posing as in the first movie like he's deceived everyone no one even knew he was grindelwald he gets captured but like then in Grind- crimes of grindelwald he escapes and he's creating fear through everything and he's able to convince credence to come to his side and in this movie he literally wins the minister of magic election he's in control of everything and he loses that and now now that he loses that and the blood pact is broken you're you'll you will see in the next movie it is going to keep until finally what we presume the fifth movie to be the big infamous duel between um dumbledore and grindelwald which i might i don't know if it's going to be a duel that's my prediction but interesting i remember telling you i'm like i feel like in this movie there's going to be at least one duel between dumbledore and grindelwald there has to be because they need to break the blood bond somehow i don't know how they're going to break it but i felt like there's going to be a duel and when i saw it i was like Thank you. That's all I've wanted to see, like, just any, like, clip of them fighting. Like, because mm-hmm. you don't really see Dumbledore, and th- his fight with Credence, that was... I really enjoyed, like, like the CGI and everything they did for that. I was like, wow, that... Because, like, you see Dumbledore in his old age in the Harry Potter series, and, yeah. like, this was years ago, so, you know, technology wasn't as crazy. So, like, yeah, the fight scenes were cool in Harry Potter, like, in Order of the Phoenix and whatnot, but, like, we got to see Dumbledore in his prime in this movie, and you're just like, wow, I knew he was yeah. powerful i didn't know he was that guy though yeah i mean he again he's the only wizard that doesn't fear um grindelwald anyone and everyone fears dumbledore the only two people that called voldemort by his name tom is grindelwald and albus dumbledore in the book so they're the only people that really call him tom harry calls oh, him tom harry. like sometimes but not much so like dumbledore does not fear anyone and it i i agree i was i kind of forgot about it this, the, when he fights Credence, you see how absurdly powerful this guy is. Credence is throwing everything at him, and Dumbledore is just like, block, block, Apparate, block, block. Like, he, he's, he's not even fighting back. And he starts 
by like he sees the mirror and he like blows this water droplet over and pretty much takes him to another dimension i was like what did double door just do like he like dr strange mirror dimension then next thing you know like you see him use the little light thing that he mm-hmm. gave ron that was that right it's a deluminary yeah yeah he used that thing and i'm just like it was like a combo of Doctor Strange using uh, the mirror dimension and like a Pokemon using Trick Room. Like I was like, "What is yeah. going on? This dude is like, this dude's the he's he is probably one of the best wizards to have ever lived." Yeah, um, absolutely. And like we don't get the explanation for about the whole mirror thing, which I hope we do get it because like, is it a mirror verse? Is it just like happening in there? Like who knows what it truly is? But assuming this fight was really got taken to a different dimension i mean all the signs are flipped it looks like um when you look at it so like it does look like it's a, a different like a mirror of their world and i believe it would be a mirror because like the way they come up from the ground they come up like through that like mm-hmm. flip over and it makes sense to me it's that way but he just like he takes it to another dimension he's blocking the spell he pulls all like the dark energy out of credence talks to him for like a few minutes and then He's like, you can have it back. And that that's what convinces Credence. He sees for one minute what Dumbledore is saying without the hate in his in his body, and he's like, he's got a point. And it's really cool. Like even I just love the some symbolism of the Phoenix comes mm-hmm. during that scene when the hate is there. The Phoenix comes and it's blowing away with its wings. Like the hate, the dark energy that is go to trying to get back to Credence. And you see this bird who's been with Credence since the end of crimes and grindelwald is truly like a like it's for dumbledores and it is like trying to save credence it's trying to help dumbledore out um and i don't know that that scene is super cool you just see the power and that was gonna go right into my next good part about it the magic in this movie super cool super well done and it makes you smile if you're a harry potter fan it was it was the coolest thing to see the the uh scene with jacob and uh i already forgot her name that the charms professor from america oh, lally lally like that scene with the book and like her you doing the storm thing to make it look like jacob was actually using like okay that was the one thing i was confused about does this wand actually work it doesn't no. right okay i was thinking i'm like okay there's no way they gave him there's no way he could use it but like that entire sequence was like i was like wow i was blown away by like how well made it was yeah and they <laughs> bless they you. have what bless you Thank you. Um, they, ha- they have, um, yeah, they just have a lot of cool magic. And, I mean, some of it is kind of like, I don't know where this came from. Like, I was saying, like, the only ways we know how to block a killing curse were it was nothing until the ancient magic Lily Evans used to save Harry Potter when Voldemort came and killed him. And then when we saw Aberforth and Dumbledore's wands combine to block the killing curse, which I don't know if it was, like, it was an act out of love or if it was just that two protection curses combined was enough to save the killing curse. I would like to go with that. I'm not really like, I, I appreciate all the sentiments of like love has in Harry Potter and I'm all on board with some of them, but I'm like, don't really know if I need the, the act of love block that killing curse there or more just like just two powerful wizards with two powerful protection, uh, charms that met together at the same time. We were able to block it. Like that would make sense to me. Yeah, 100%. And, um, like, when I saw that, I'm like, did they just block that? Because I I, I I, am a pretty decently big Harry Potter fan. I know, like, 
the only time it's ever been blocked was when Lily used like or like whatever like charm or like love or whatever it was. Yeah. And I was like, I thought that was the only time you could ever block it because besides that, you saw Sirius get his you saw Sirius get his pack smoked. You saw like you saw both his dad and all anyone yeah, who's gotten hit by it. Yeah, it's called the unblock. It's like unblo- it's an unblockable spell. Like people just don't like. It's not often like you can like shoot a spell at it. I think, but like you can't just like go, like your wizards it. will go like this to block spells. You can't just do that with the killing curse. Mm-hmm. So it was super cool to see. Um, like I mean, I when you saw the killing curse going to Credence, I was like, I was like, oh, he's and done then you for. see and you see the streams of come together and right and the blood pact. And as soon as that blood pact breaks. You see Dumbledore, and instantly oh, it clicks. It is instant, like, fight. It's like, they let's both, go. They both realize they're in that little, like, I don't know. I'm going to call it the spirit realm because I don't know what else to call that little, like, Well, because Dumbledore, the, the same drop thing happens, right? It goes over to Grindelwald, and then you're just like, here we go. Uh, that that fight, seeing both of them battle, I was like, wow. I, like, I just love seeing, like, good harry potter duels like that and yeah. just see dumbledore go all out i was i was kind of fangirling a little bit i'll admit it i was like yeah. wow that was amazing to watch because like the one thing i will admit harry potter kind of does lack in the series is any crazy big duels like early on i understand they're like you know they're still learning but later on like they did get better this duel was probably like it was not even that long and it was really good to watch yeah and it like but even the whole time you're like Dumbledore doesn't look like he's trying, and like you see, and I'm interested to see. No, and you're, I'm really interested to see what happens with some later duels that we might see, and even the Harry Potter world as a whole. Whether there are going to be TV shows and other movies that come out in the later two in this series, will be how do the duels look? Because there's not really that many cool duels and um, the other movies, and they definitely get away with it a lot. They like do this the one connection thing a lot to try, and I don't really think everyone has twin cores like that, so they kind of just use it a lot for like convenience. Um, because even Dumbledore and Grindelwald had their like wands meet, um, and whatnot. But I'm interested to see what they look like. Cause I think the, the Dumbledore and Voldemort duel in the Ministry of Magic and Order of the Phoenix is super cool and it's it, it is awesome. But it also uses a lot more like water, and they aren't really apparating around as much. Mm-hmm. But you see with the technology, they apparate a lot more now. But these yeah. duels again are very much more fast paced, um, blocking and whatnot. So it's it's really cool to see. And it makes me excited to be like, if there is a final duel, which I don't know if there will be, but if there is, what is it going to look like? Well, we know Dumbledore's going to win, but like, it's yeah, going to be, wins. it's going to be a very cool duel to watch. Like, I feel like it's going to be like, it's not going to be like a quick duel. It's going to be like drawn out probably for mm-hmm. a while. And like, I think it's going to be a combination of multiple things. Like maybe Dumbledore, there's going to be a point where Dumbledore looks like he's about to lose and then, you know, someone helps him or, like, something's going to happen and it's going to be one of those longer duels. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah, want to say it might parallel the Harry versus Voldemort duel where, like, you know, you see Harry gang is, like, Harry's kind of, like, getting bodied and then Nagini dies and then, you know, it's, like, back on Harry's side. Like, I feel like it's going to go back yeah. and forth between them a lot and then Dumbledore comes out on top. Yeah. Well, what's really cool is, like, Dumbledore is losing. Like, his wand is almost all the way pushed back but he doesn't even look panicked. He just kind of, like, dials in a little bit, and he kind of just, like, yeah, he just, like, literally, like, just kind of, like, pushes a little bit forward and just drives Grindelwald all the way back. Yeah, and then, like, that combo where, like, they kept apparating and, like, you know, blocking super close. I'm like, 
like how yeah you never it was, you don't see this in the original no, movies and it was so cool like i know they're not swords but to see them like blocking like that and whatnot i was like that is like this is a weapon that shoots things out of it and i've seen people use it to cut throats before like it makes sense that if you got close to someone that you'd go like that and you can also there's spells where like you can take people's memory out um and whatnot so like like, I mean, Haggard grew a tail on someone. So it's very plausible that, like, wizards would want to get up close and personal. That they wouldn't just, like, sit around, like, casting from far away. So, like, I thought it was really cool to see them get close and do some blocking and to do some, like, of that kind of... I thought it was super rad. And, like, we hadn't seen it before. Um, and, again, the Charms Professor did some super cool things. I thought all the pages stuff looked good. And I'm not a big CGI person in terms of, like... I don't notice when CGI is really bad all the time. But I just looked good. Yeah, that's where that's where we get Peter to come in for the CGI. Yeah, Peter is always critiquing CGI, but like I didn't notice anything wrong with CGI. I never was like that scene looks bad. I was was like everything looked really well done. Yeah, like I'm trying to think what other CGI moments there were. I mean, watching the crab walk, it didn't look weird at all. Like the creatures actually look like you know they're meant Mm -hmm. to be there. The pages were good. The final, all the duels were good. Just showing like even the credence to like if you look into the coloring of like the entire duel. Like, it has this, like, gray-like feel to it, and then all you see is Credence's, like, little orange and black thing. I don't know whether it's the obscurity or whatever. Or- is that what it- Credence's orange and black thing? Yeah, what's that, like, orange and- Like, whenever he cast his spells, it was, like, always something orange and black attacking. Oh, it's part of his, like, Obscurus. Yeah, that thing. Like, that was really well done. Like, overall, like, the duels in this movie and the CGI, I would say it's pretty good. But, I mean, we need Peter to watch it to, like, critique it fully. Yeah, but, like, I just- I dug it. Tell all the magic stuff again there are things where you're like never heard of that before but that's kind of the point again like the books like they do have more magic obviously than the movies have like harry does a lot if you have not read the books harry is not a useless wizard who doesn't know how to do anything for himself it's just how the screenplay like portrays him like yes harry actually does fight people and actually does win more often than people like see he didn't just like win because the wand chose him like um, but it, I do think it's very cool that you see new magic here. That's kind of the point. It keeps fans invested. I want, like, I, now I want Pottermore to, like, release an article about what Dumbledore, um, how the Mirrorverse thing worked. Because I want to know about it. Like, that's super cool magic. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was very pleased. It was very fun. Um, I did have another point I wanted to make. But now I am forgetting, which is... Blanking. I know. Yeah. Well, while you try to remember, the one thing I do want them to look go into more is like, because before during Harry Potter, I never really thought like, hey, I didn't know there was magicians or like wizards, not magicians. Wow, wizards and witches in like the U.S. or like other countries. It never like occurred to me. Yeah. And then seeing Fantastic Beasts, and the first time, I'm like, wait, there are wizards in America, so that means there's wizards everywhere. Yep. Please look into that more because it'd be very cool to see stuff like that. Because think about it, was there a wizard in World War Two? They cut it on, yeah. Yeah, that's and, I I want them to explore that lore a little bit more. Yeah, and you just led me right to like what I was about to mention is the movie has like political parts about it, not making political statements in our world, but like it is a political thriller in a sense that like you see the German minister of magic, like he says that he do- he doesn't follow Dumbledore's advice to like not allow Grindelwald to be charged because he's like there will be killings in the street. And you're like I was totally like I could see that. Like, if you were, like, Grindelwald is a bad, like, 
like if you said Grindelwald was a criminal, yeah, people might take to the streets and riot and people could die. And you're like, we get, like a free election, like if people don't want him, then he w- then we won't um, win. And it's like, there is that political aspect of it. Like they're running an election. Grindelwald is using like kind of shady tactics to win this election. But the Minister of Magic doesn't want to step in because if he does step in, it's going to look like he's fixing the election and then people are not going to trust them. And but the political aspects of the movie were very cool as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I don't know if we had anything else we wanted to talk about. I think we all, especially talking about it now, we all very much enjoyed the movie. Um, it, was, it was very enjoyable. Um, again, there were underdeveloped parts. I, I think in a, on a filmmaking level, it left some to be desired. But I think on a Harry Potter coolness scale, <laughs> it hit all the marks. And I think it's very exciting to see the next when the next movie come out and what they look like because um, it should be exciting. And I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll have like Tina back. And obviously we're gonna lose Ezra Miller because of his um, I don't even know. He's like going to court for something. <laughs> um, so I'm sure he's not gonna be back as Credence, but maybe they'll just write off Credence that he died because he's in really bad shape mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. But, I was um, thinking though, like for the next movie i feel like the fourth movie would be like you know them trying to save credence and like grindelwald that plot would enter like lock or something and then the fifth one's you know the big ending where dumbledore would actually fight him that's how i think the next two will go but if this ezra miller thing doesn't work out then they might just write him off yeah i mean i think looking ahead to the future looking ahead to the future we don't know what they're gonna do we presume again i don't know if there will be a fight the rita skeeter kind of says like hey that might be a myth that they fought they, they had this epic duel um like there's a lot of like misinformation around like no one really knows the specifics of the duel what ha- like they just know that dumbledore won got the elder one and grindelwald went to jail um so maybe there won't be a big fight maybe there will be a big big fight but at the at the end of the fifth movie grindelwald will be defeated probably i mean he kind of has to well yeah Unless- i'm saying like Unless he's oh. defeated in the fourth movie and they mm. sh- turn around. But they have years to go. The timeline that they say in the books when Grindel- when Dumbledore beat Grindelwald, it would be too soon. So it'll be interesting with, to see what they could do. I could see a year or so, not real time, like in-universe time, taking place before they go to the fourth movie. Because it would be like, Grindelwald has lost followers. Grindelwald lost the election. Like People are going to be taking a second to be like, like, Grindelwald's gonna have to take some time before he's, like, trying to take over the world again. Like, he can't just, like, go right back into it. Yeah, um, and I, I have a feeling Santos is gonna, like, you know, she's gonna... I think she might, like, you know, bring the charges back, because he... Grindelwald had, uh, the German Minister of Magic in his pocket. Yeah. So, like, that's the only reason his crimes were dropped, and, like, the new Minister of Magic, I feel like she's gonna... She might be, like okay he was under in his pockets the whole time so i'm gonna bring the charges back on him because he did kill a bunch of people mm-hmm. but i think i could totally be like a situation where then grindelwald like gets chained up or something and he's like no and he breaks out or he like tries to stop this from happening and i think it will be again another political th- thriller and i think you will see him probably by the end of the fourth movie rise back to some form of power and then be like and then when you go into the fifth b- movie knowing this is where it ends. Um, so I'm really excited to see where it goes. Um, I haven't listened to anyone else's thoughts about this movie yet. I usually would listen to them. And again, my favorite, one of my favorite channels, Super Carlin Brothers, 
they just post something out and i was resisting the urge to listen to it um i'm hoping everyone agrees that they liked it because i really liked it i don't want a buzzkill but i did want to put my un unbiased thoughts out here today um so i guess in a in a sentence or two raj maybe more but how would you describe this movie in a sentence or two uh, definitely need to rewatch Crimes of Grindelwald if it's been a while, so you're caught up with what's going on. If you're a Harry Potter stan, uh, you will be fangirling basically throughout most of the movie. It does hit all the marks of a Harry Potter movie in terms of dueling and everything. Overall, it's a solid movie. Don't go into it expecting it to be, like, the next big Deathly Hallows movie or something like that, or Order of the Phoenix. It's a solid mm-hmm. watch, and it's good to watch, and I recommend you go see it soon. Yeah, I would echo the same sentiment. I think this movie... I would say this mo- in, a, in a concise statement, this movie is not the epitome of filmmaking. There are issues with pacing and with development of characters. But if you're a Harry Potter fan, it is going to be super enjoyable. You'll be on the edge of your seat the entire time, and you will go home being like, that was super cool. So with that being said, I think we are going to conclude this episode of Extra Cycle talking about our review of Secrets of Dumbledore for our spoiler and non-spoiler thoughts, even though our spoiler-free thoughts were like two minutes long, but we had to talk about the spoilers. We spent about an hour on here, so it's been good. Um, We will see you guys next time. If you have not seen episode 13 of the podcast, Now in Color, I recommend go watching it. It's a pretty good episode. This will probably come out a day or two after that, so if you haven't watched it, that means you should go back and watch our first episode in person on the video and again we are here today and we're happy to be here so raj guess we will depart here thanks everyone for listening and have a good one my name is raj you're watching disney channel bum 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 bum